I did do, as I mentioned to you with my old account on Twitter, I did a Twitter blue verified account, paid the $8 for it. Which by and the way, what, what did, how'd that, how'd that get you? <laughs> it got me hacked is what yeah. it did. Kirby, I want you to picture yourself in a boat on a river mm-hmm. with tangerine trees and marmalade skies as we start recording episode number 138 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, let's call him the warlock of the website, mm-hmm. the one and only Kirby Hossum. Kirby, how the late February are you? I'm um, doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Just uh, actually really busy. Uh, February started out a little slow from a business perspective and it's just taken off. And so that I always, I, I think I've said this to you before. I always tell people if I'm bored, I'm, or if I'm, yeah, if I'm bored, I'm poor. And so I, I am not bored right now. And so hopefully that'll translate into not being poor as well. So I'm doing pretty well, buddy. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. Uh, like you got a lot of things going business-wise. Uh, Still, uh, you know, got a lot of things on the brand event side and obviously a lot of things on the promocation side as we are hurdling toward our inaugural sailing. So a lot of a lot of great things happening. But, you know, it got me to thinking about how busy we are and, you know, one thing suppliers and we've talked about this before, but it bears mm-hmm. mentioning again, one thing suppliers don't really often uh, mention often enough is their why. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, PXP Solutions is where they specialize in decorating apparel that they they know what their why is. Their why is to build strong and collaborative partnerships with their distributor clients. In other words, what they really are striving for, Kirby, as you know, is a shared vision and purpose. And their success of working with clients is really due to that shared belief and dedication to the highest standards of customer service, attention to detail, which we know is hugely important when we're talking about apparel decoration, communication, and fervent commitment to everyone being thrilled, not satisfied. You know how much I hate that word, Mm -hmm. but thrilled when the job's complete. And Kirby, isn't that a perspective like that? Isn't that refreshing from a supplier and apparel decorator? Yeah. I mean, I've heard you say, I mean, the goal's not fine, right? Uh, What is it? Roy Kent says, don't you dare settle for fine. Again, I think if we do it right, then, you know, there's a little piece of Christmas morning in what we do. And if that's what we're aspiring to do, I think we have a better chance of hitting it than just being satisfied. Absolutely. And I love that PXP Solutions has that absolute uh, fervent belief in that. So I couldn't have said any better myself. You know, Kirby, in addition to their dedication to service and things like innovative graphic design, specialty printing techniques, and having everything under one roof from concept to fulfillment, There's one other thing I'd like to share. The owner of PXP Solutions, Bruce Jolish, encourages you in 2023 to pick up the phone, dial the digits, and call him. That's right. You can call him directly at 214-380-1883. He's going to answer his phone. If you don't want to call him, he understands that too. Send him an email at bruce at pxpsolutions.com as he would really love the honor and privilege of working with you and the clients and brands you serve. So give a Bruce a call. All right, Kirby. So here we are. We are ready to roll. This is the promo upfront podcast. Mm-hmm. I have the upfront section today. Okay. And 
I've got several topics, but since I have the upfront topic, I'm going to go with this one. So this has been on both ASI. This has been on um, promo marketing and several other outlets. A distributor is suing Twitter for almost $400,000 in unpaid invoices. Now, let's go just quick background. You're nodding your head, so you've obviously heard or read the story. I saw the headline, yeah. All right, so Canary Marketing did over $10 million with Twitter between 2013 and 2022. And in September, coincidentally enough, when Elon Musk took over, Twitter just kind of stopped paying their bills. Mm. Um, They've broken, uh, they're claiming, uh, Canary Marketing is claiming, that Twitter has broken the terms of their master services agreement to pay within 60 days of receipt of the invoice. And of course, one of the unpaid items is a $7,000 swag bag for Captain Tesla himself. So this brings up the, so, okay, that's bad. Everybody should pay their bills. And this isn't the same Twitter, although they're really on my shit list right now because (laughs) my personal account got hijacked and they've been of zero help getting it back. So if you want to follow me, it's real Bill Petrie. I followed you and reported the, the old one. For what that's worth. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody's bored, go ahead and report <laughs> at Bill Petrie at Twitter uh, as a fraudulent account, because that's not me anymore. But anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about. It really brought up the question, how do you handle when a client kind of either stops paying you and stops mm-hmm. communicating about paying you? Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that all of us in this industry have to, we all confront from time to time. I don't have any notes here because I really just thought about this topic an hour ago. Right. What do you what do you do at Hossman Marketing when that happens? And it does happen occasionally. Sure, sure. Um, you know, uh, just a quick story. This past year, yeah. we and, and when I say we, me, I didn't do a good job of monitoring uh, some of mm-hmm. the later accounts. And toward the end of last year, as I started looking at our financials, I was like, man, we've got quite a quite a bit out in the longer the ninety day region, and so. Mm-hmm. What I did on that one, because it was a little bit more, oh my, it's not one account, but I brought the whole team together and said, okay, these are, we're going to reach out to them as a, as a group and here's the messaging and we're each going to do this. And so, you know, because I think that there's a level of, okay, I'm your account rep or your sales rep. So you have a great relationship with me and you don't want to let me down. Right. Then there's a different level when the president or the CEO communicates then there's sure. so so we sort of took a sort of tiered attack, and honestly the response was really good. Now if if somebody mm-hmm. digs in their heels and says screw you, we're not paying four hundred thousand dollars worth of bills, right. that's a little bit different. But um, sure, I think that in answer to your question, how do we handle it? It is very much we start with the salesperson because that's the person who sold yeah. it, that's the person who was paid to sell it, that's the person who right. has a relationship, and then we escalate it pretty quickly to me, and but we we make it very personal. Um, got it. We are a, a fairly small business. And so the idea that if somebody owes us $30,000 or $400,000 yeah. and that, it, it, it has a huge impact on whether or not we can pay yeah. employees and that sort of thing. And so that's the tact we tend to take. Yeah. And I, 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 t- I don't take a dissimilar one. Obviously I, I, I have a couple of, of, of uh, part-time employees, but for the most part, it's me. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, I, um, you know, make sure that they've received the invoice. Do you have any questions about it? Right. Um, you know, it, it, I always take that positive approach uh, as much as, you know, I might be consternating. I'm a small business and I want to make sure I pay my kids tuition and right. I want to make sure all that gets paid. I always take the positive approach because you never know what's going on in another business life. Just like totally. you never know what's going on in somebody else's individual life. So 
what I tend to do is just uh, let them know, you know, hey, this hasn't been paid. If you have any questions, let me know. And generally that does the trick. What I have done is taking a proactive stance, however, when I do send invoices, I include, you know, you, you, I use QuickBooks, a lot of companies do. Right. And what I include in there is, thank you so much for supporting, you know, for, for your partnership, right? So everybody puts that, but then I, I put a secondary line. As a small business, we truly appreciate your prompt payment. Mm. Just to remind them that we are we are a small business and, and those payments are important to us because that's how we do budgeting um, both for the business and then for our, for our families. So I try to nip it on the front end so right. I don't have to do any collections. I've been very, very fortunate because I've had some great client partners and yeah. I've never really been stretched. Um, so I can honestly say that. So that's, that's a good thing. And, uh, but it's a challenging thing because it's yeah. one of those, you know, especially I've never had a, I've never had a client not communicate as to why. Yeah. Because I actually have had people ghost me uh, from my perspective. I think, you know, most of the people that I'm dealing with, if they, if, if I communicate with them, Hey, here's what's going on. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to pay you. Here's this. It's like, you pay me 10 bucks, uh, 10 bucks a week. You know, that's something yeah. and we'll be fine. But I think it's a little bit different for the canary uh, just because right. that's such a beast there that they can, you know, say yeah. F you. And that's a huge, cause again, you know, it's not like we're just doing services that we have labor involved with, which is real cost. But right. man, once the cost of goods is gone and it's got Twitter's logo on it and everything else, it's like, man, yeah. They, they, but, yeah. And, and, and I've found that small claims court is not worth it most of the time, but I will tell you, I'd absolutely go. I I totally respect what they're doing. I would totally go to the the mat over this, and yeah. Uh, yeah, Twitter, Twitter not ruling the headlines these days. Yeah, I got to tell you, you know, uh, I know a lot of people look up to Elon Musk as this business savant and all that. I got to tell you, you know, especially since my own personal experience with Twitter. Um, when my account got hacked, I, it's been nothing but negative. The algorithms are mm -hmm. all messed up. It is not, not that it gave me any real joy anyway to begin mm -hmm. with, but it didn't irritate me. Now I find it as a source of friction more than anything else. I'm considering actually just getting off the platform altogether. Yeah, it's. I I think there's a lot of people looking at it like that. To be honest with mm -hmm. you, and um, you know, I think the idea that you know this is I, I have this as a topic. It's not worthy of a topic, but the idea that that Elon is essentially telling his engineers to boost his own posts. So it shows up in more um, mm -hmm. people's feeds is a bit Tells absurd. Me all I need to know. Yeah. That, it, it's so absurd that, and, yeah. and yeah, it's changed. Like you and I've talked about this, that this is the place to go for uh, headlines and stuff like that. I, I'm kind of struggling with it right now. I'm not sure that's true yeah. anymore. So I don't know. No, not for me, but again, the fact that they didn't, pay their bills who how many other people not in our industry how many other organizations are not being yeah. paid great point. um so great point. you know it, it this this to me is just this is what we know about yeah just, I, I guarantee you this isn't the only one okay so we're pretty amped up about that topic i know i'm fired up but you know what kirby i'm sorry I got to do it i'm amping it up even more okay. that's right kids hey distributors is your marketing working well, if you can't answer that question with an immediate, well, yeah, Bill, it really is. 
my guy, then you got yourself a problem, but that's okay. Kirby and I have a solution. You got to amp it up because you're going to go to promopulse.io slash amp. They're going to help you create stunningly consistent, uh, 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 beautiful outbound marketing. That's so easy to use. You can customize it, set it, forget it in five minutes. That's right. So head over to promopulse.io slash amp. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, do you have, do you have, do you have a topic for us? Yeah, I was bouncing back and forth between a couple, but I'm going to go with, because we were just talking social media, let's keep it in social media here. So uh, I read a story that said maybe Zuckerberg is fed up with Elon hogging all the social media headlines. So Mm -hmm. he recently announced a big update that essentially is coming uh, called Meta Verified. So across, um, I believe it's... um, Facebook and Instagram, I believe I'm kind of reading through Mm -hmm. this right now that you will be able to create a verified account, um, for a cost. So, so Meta's is more expensive costing 1199 on the web and 1499 on mobile. Twitter's is eight and 11 sort of respectively. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it will, you'll, you'll need to uh, have a government issued ID, something Mm -hmm. that Twitter does not require. And right. so I think the idea, and, and by the way, they also said that they're going to give you higher visibility and reach on the platform in, in addition to other uh, perks. Yeah. So <clears throat> obviously there's a revenue play in there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the other piece is to increase authenticity and uh, decrease the the spread of those fake accounts. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of uh, background on this before I ask the question, which is, you know, what do you think? What do you think about Facebook looking? Now, again, I want to be clear. Not everybody has to pay to be on the platform. It, it's still right. free, but you can pay to be on the verified thing. What do you think about that as a strategy? And will you consider doing it? It's the beginning of the end of social media as we knew it. It really is. Um, social media uh, was a level playing field where it was free. You were the product. Your data was the product. But from mm-hmm. a financial perspective, it it was a no cost. Um, I think it takes away the purity of it. Not that it was ever that pure to begin with. Um, I don't love the idea of sharing a photocopy of my driver's license, although I understand, or a photo ID, although I do understand why they would want to do that to verify accounts. So I'm, I'm torn on that, to be honest with you. Um, I did do, as I mentioned to you, with my old account on Twitter, I did a Twitter blue verified account, paid the $8 for it. Which by and the way, what did, how'd that, how'd that get you? <laughs> it got me hacked is what yeah. it did. And I had to, you know, kill that credit card because I was concerned that they would have access to it. And then I lost, you know, I had 20, 2100 followers on there and now they're gone. Yeah. And, I, and Twitter has been zero help uh, uh, helping me. And I'm, and I'm a paying customer right. now. So now I'm really irritated. Right. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what this does. I I know I'm not going to pay for it. I refuse to. Um, but I do think that companies and brands are going to. And so I think what once was an escape is now going to be one giant commercial. Mm-hmm. And that's really all you're going to see. I'm sure they're going to come out with other enhancements and things like that where you can really customize your feed so you're seeing the people you want to see. But I, I don't think you're going to see... I think this is the monetizing of social media with actual money as opposed to just selling ads. Hmm. I think this is I think this is a 
it's not the death knell of anything, but it's definitely going to be a giant shift in how things have been in social media. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it reminds me, as you were talking, I had not thought of this until you were just talking, but it reminds me of what many people talk about the death of news. Yep. News used to be a public service and they didn't yep. sell advertising during it. And once Correct. it became a profit stream, it it changed the face of news. And now, you know, I think if you look at the two things that are dividing us as a country, as a culture mm -hmm. right now, the two things are social media news and cable news. I, and, and so I, it's an interesting piece. And I, I think, you know, this was just a, a story that I thought was something worth yeah. discussing. I hadn't really gone down the rabbit hole of whether or not it was going to be the downfall of social media. <laughs> But I, it probably is not going to be the downfall of social media, but it might it, be the downfall of, of Facebook. Yeah, it's, it, it, I think it is very interesting. And I think mm -hmm. we've talked about what happens when some of these platform goes away. I think that's that's going to be interesting to see. But I, the We're other piece, see it. you and I talk a lot about getting control of your own um, contacts. I, I call it yeah. owned media versus rented media. You know, I think that's yeah. going to become more and more uh, important for brands and for entrepreneurs and salespeople. 100%. And, and look, I, I understand why Facebook, I, I love the idea behind verifying accounts, Yep. especially since it's very fresh in my mind that there's someone out there impersonating me trying to sell a PlayStation 5 that I don't have <laughs> and, and trying to, you know, talk to people about NFTs, which I, it's not what I do. Yeah, right. Um. So I, you know, I do feel violated by it. I do feel like part of me has been stolen from me. It's a very small part. I mean, I really don't give it that much thought until we talk about something right. like this. So I love the idea of verifying accounts. I just don't have a lot of trust right now in large organizations holding on to critical data points for me. Yeah. Sorry, I yeah. don't. And so when you're talking yeah. about a driver's license number, I'm real sketchy about giving that out. I'm as sketchy as giving that out as I am my social security number. So that to me is a, that to me is a, a non-starter right there. Yeah. So. Well, I, I you were the first person I thought mm -hmm. of because obviously you've gone yeah. through this challenge with Twitter, and yeah. I, you had said you you had done the verified account and I had not, and I was like because I was considering it, and then immediately you were hacked, and I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, so thank God there's that extra level of service that Twitter's mm -hmm. providing, and so yeah, I, maybe maybe it, all it is is a customer list for hackers. It could be. It could be. All right, Kirby. Good topic. All right. I've got one of two here. I don't know. I don't know. All right, Kirby. I'm going to tell everybody listening on this podcast or watching. I want to tell you things I can't stand about your website. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to do a public service here. Kirby, okay. I'd like you to chime in on these as I go through this. I was going through some websites in our industry and I'm like, man, we need some help. So here you go. Okay. Number one. Number one, I want you to chime in on each one of these, please. So things I hate about your website. It's like a top 10 list. Okay. It's not 10, though. It's uh, da, 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 six. Six okay. things I hate about your website. Number one, pop-up ads. Mm. I can't stand your pop-up ads. Um, I, I love our friends at Promo Marketing, but they are so bad on that site. Yeah. I am constantly clicking. I don't go there anymore because they're too in my face. I really don't go there. They can be used. They need to be used in moderation. And you need to make them a little fun, not, hey, in 15 seconds, this will go away if you don't click away. I have a pop-up ad on my website. so But it's one pop-up ad, and it only is there if you haven't come to my site in the last three weeks. So mm. 
you know, it's it, and it's to sign up to get things digitally delivered. That's it. It's not an ad to click and buy something. So pop up ads. Too many pop up ads is something I don't like about your website. Yeah, I actually uh, there's a great story from Gary Vaynerchuk where he talks about he will never buy a Samsung phone because mm-hmm. it was right around the, ho- uh, um, the a draft day or something like that. And the Jets yeah. were supposed to be drafting somebody and ESPN kept having a Samsung ad. And every time he, on mobile in particular, he could he yeah. kept clicking through it because he yes. was trying to get rid of it. And he called his wife and said, I'll never buy a Samsung phone because these assholes won't leave me alone. I think yep. that they're interruption marketing. Boy, you gotta be really careful. And so I'm with yeah. you on that one. The paywall. Number two, I mm. don't love the paywall, especially when you're giving us news. Yeah, I'm that... talking about you. I'm talking about you, ASI. I love your information. I think we've been very supportive on this podcast, how much we love what you guys have done over the last four or five years on editorial. I understand certain things need to be behind a paywall and they should be for members, but I think news, things like that, I would love to see outside of a paywall. Yeah. I, I, I And I... It, by the way, it's not just ASI. So Ad Week, I, I signed up for all kinds of things oh, from them. Ad Week, it's Ad Age, it's every, yeah. I, and I yeah, a lot of them. But I would say from a from a user perspective, I signed up. Oh, man, yeah, mm-hmm. give me emails, and then I would go. To, yep. Now I'm signed up for all your emails, and then I get emails saying, "Hey, there's a story about this," and I click through, and I can't see it. That pisses right. me off beyond all belief. So I have unsubscribed exactly. to all of those, and so I think what you do is you're driving away people who would otherwise participate i'm 100 and i agreement. think there's i think there's a way to do a paywall have have something like if someone's not an asi member but they find the i'm just gonna use asi as an example because they're in our industry yeah maybe hey five five bucks a month i'd pay five dollars a month to have access to your news articles yeah okay it would might make sense to do something like that some sort of tiered approach to information yeah. i i feel like the the way espn does it is probably about right it's pretty much 99 of it is there and then there is espn insider so if there's an asi insider and you want to add specific content through it there okay but i i'm not a fan of paywalls the end by the way and i'm not criticizing asi i understand why they do it i just don't love it from yep. personal use all right number three poor navigation man <laughs> all right i don't make me hunt down your navigation bar don't be so cute with your navigation bar i can't find it Yep. Um, make sure there's calls to action. I yep. can't stand when I'm on your website and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yep. And then number three, make sure your copy is clear. Mm. Okay. What are you doing? You are selling this. You're providing that. What are you doing? If you're not clearly spelling out what you do, I don't want to be on your website. I well, nobody does to be on your website. Yeah. If you confuse, you lose. Donald Miller says that yep. all the time. Um, I think yep. so many times as marketers, we get real cute with our language. It's not good for the consumer, but it's not good for SEO either. So yeah, I'm no. with you. No. All right. Cheesy stock photography. <laughs> um, this kills your inbound marketing. No team is that happy in a meeting ever. <laughs> okay. So I've got, I've got some, I've got some, I've got three websites that have really great stock photography that are much more realistic. They're not cheesy. We all understand the need for stock photography, but not cheesy. Number one website is death to the stock photo.com. They have some okay. great stuff. Okay. Negative space.co mm. and startup stock photos.com. All three of those have great stock photos that are much more realistic. Okay. So cool. Bad, get rid of the cheesy stock photos. You agree with that? I don't think you would disagree. I, I agree. Um, 
is this is really for you distributors. Um, it doesn't explain your why. I get so tired of going to distributor websites and all I see is product, 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 product. Yeah. And then hear those same distributors complain about, man, everybody just thinks of me as a, a lowest, yep. they're just going to go to the lowest cost provider. You're setting that up yep. because all you're basically showing is a virtual Sears catalog of logo merchandise on your cattle, on your uh, website. So yeah, there's a component. You're selling products at the end of the day, but so are 24,000 other people. Tell people your why. Why would someone want to work with you over somebody else? Explain that in your website, uh, why you're different. I yep. think you would agree with that. Agreed. I, again, and I think so many of us are, as distributors, really excited about being able to, you know, people will say, oh, well, I want people to be able to order online. That's great. But are yep. you competing with those people? Because you're probably not. And it, like, right. and so if you're not, then why? Like, I remember a super quick analogy. My wife and I's first business was a candy store. We did a candy bouquet right. franchise. Right. We didn't sell Hershey's Kisses, which right. is weird as a candy store, right? But right. we couldn't compete with Walmart. There's no right. sense in us having because it would be almost insulting what we would have had to charge. We did right. all the things that we did completely different than Walmart did because there was just no sense in doing it. So, And people pay for that. When you explain yeah. that, people will pay for it. <laughs> Pardon me. Last one, Kirby. Now, this is where people will laugh at me, so get your giggles ready. You don't have a blog on your website. I know that with things like ChatGPT and people just want video and not blog, I disagree that that's the only ways, the only routes to go. Um, today's consumers are really more empowered than ever to perform in-depth analysis of your company. And a blog provides a great vehicle for over the course of time, explaining your why, allowing people to get to know you and your brand. Again, people buy from people and brands, mm -hmm. they know, like, and trust. And a blog provides that vehicle. Um, and they build up trust and expertise over time in a way that nothing else can. Uh, and I really truly believe that. So I could maybe this might be one you disagree on, Kirby, but I think not having a blog on your website that people can dig deep in uh, is wrong because 70% of purchasing decisions are made before anybody speaks. Yeah. To you. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. Um, and so the interesting thing is at first, I wasn't sure what you're, where you're going with it. I thought you were saying that you should not have a blog at first. I'm like, you know, like no. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm hundred percent with you. I, again, the way I view it is we all are media. And if this is the way that you are writing your own press releases, this is the way you're writing your own stories. This is the way, this is your platform to, your website to draw people to that is the media account. So yeah, I'm hundred percent with you on that. I just hence, hear so hence often we have how, it. <laughs> right. I just hear so often how, oh man, blogs are dead. It's so old. Yeah. Bad blogs are dead. They should yeah. be. Yeah. Um, but the ones that add value aren't, I will tell you, you know, and, and I, I think people like, hopefully like to read what I write, but my blog is absolutely one of the highest trap areas on my website. Yeah. And it allows people to get to know me. Yeah. And I hear it from my clients that I really like what you wrote there that resonated with me. Sure. So, well, again, it, right. it, 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 I 100% agree. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. No, it's just, it is. It, it, I think that the people I talk to that don't have the blog are really just concerned. Yeah, I get it. And I understand it. I just don't know that I have the time to dedicate to it. I get that to a degree. I do. But I, I would also say that some beats none. John Acuff talks yep. about that all the time. Like having a blog, yep. telling that story, even if it's once a month, once a quarter, some beats yep. none. And so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. 
All right. So those are six things I really don't like about your website. So if we've missed any, let us know in the comments. If you disagree with me, let Kirby know in the comments. Okay. All right, 100%. Kirby, you got one more topic for us? Yeah, or, yeah we'll make this we one super quick. Super quick. Super quick. And, and it really is a topic because I thought of you. So uh -oh. uh, Netflix turned millions of Americans into Formula One racing uh, yeah. fans, right? And their drive to survive. Yeah, drive to survive. Yeah. So, and you've told me that you really like that. So they're coming out. Netflix is coming out with a new behind the scenes documentary on the PGA tour called full yep, swing. And so, out, yeah. So I guess my question, it sounds like you're sort of answering it already is, are you as excited about this new documentary series as you were on the formula one? No, but having said that I will watch it. I, I like, I, what they did on drive to survive was really humanize a sport that feels so distant from anything I grew up with and so ridiculously just bathed in money that I can't even fathom. And they really made it about people. And, and it, it, it was a very NFL film style of, of storytelling, which growing up in the era that I did resonates very highly with me. Mm. In fact, I believe it was the team from NFL films that did that. And again, same thing with full swing. <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to watching it. I, I was a big golf fan for a long time <laughs> after I blew out my Achilles kind of stopped playing golf, stopped watching it for the most part. Um, but no, I think those type of things where, you know, it's good and bad, right? Mm -hmm. The good is access and you get to really understand some of the stories of these, these, these people you only see on TV. The bad is, is there dramatization to it? Is there that reality TV component to it? And as much as I love Drive to Survive, there have been some drivers who have complained that, look, you're manufacturing a rift between me and another driver that just doesn't exist. And mm. through creative editing, you've made some, a mountain out of a molehill. So it's just like everything else in our, our current uh, foggy state of media. There's very little that's... Um, Authentic, absolute yeah. one side or the other so you kind of have to to wade through it but from an entertainment standpoint i bet full swing is as wildly entertaining as drive to survive which also drops today uh february 24th season five of 20 of drive to survive and next week they kick off the formula one 2023 campaign in beautiful bahrain and i am ready for race number one but you know what else i'm ready for kirby i'm ready to tell me what you think of full swing I have not seen it yet, but I, I honestly, I, I will check it mm. out. I thought the previews looked really, really well done. Um, yeah. I am more of a golf fan historically than, than F1. And so, um, so I, I probably will uh, check that out. I feel like I know the characters and uh, yeah, so yeah. I'll check it out. I haven't yet. I tell, you, I, I tell you what, if you watch that and you enjoy it, I, and again, there's so much entertainment out there to consume and it's right. so impossible to keep up with it. I'd love you to give drive to survive a tumble. Okay. okay. It turned it turned Sandy. It turned my wife into a Formula One fan. I mean, okay. she plays Formula One fantasy now with me and a bunch of other people. So wow, that is something. You know, <laughs> that is something. You know what? You know what else is something, Kirby? What's up, Bill? Oh, Kirby, something is when a supplier really shares their why. We talked about it earlier on the podcast. How important that is. And we have a supplier that does exactly that with PXP Solutions. They're wise to build strong and collaborative partnerships with their distributor clients. They strive for that shared vision, excuse me, vision and purpose. I'm getting all choked up just thinking about yep, it. Yep. So in addition to their dedication to service, things like innovative graphic design, specialty printing techniques, and having everything under one roof from concept to fulfillment, 
they answer their phones. It's right. They <laughs> talk to you. So call the owner, Bruce Jolish, at 214-380-1883. Or if you want, you can email him at bruce at pxpsolutions.com. Kirby, I don't know about you, but I've I've had a full swing through this um, uh, podcast today. And I'm going to go ahead and drive uh, to lunch to survive the day. <laughs>